overriding issue that the mining sector faces is they're just not finding enough economic metal deposits to replace what's being mined. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Brent Cook. He's the founder of the highly regarded Exploration Insights. Mr. Cook, welcome to the show. Thanks, Maurice. It's great to talk to you again. Brent, you're one of the most trusted, highly regarded names in the natural resource space, so it's a real pleasure to have you back on the program, sir. I was looking at my notes, and I couldn't believe our last interview was in 2017, so thanks for coming back on. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's, uh, it's been a while. We should do this more often. <laughs> we should. For audience members, today we will address the positives and negatives for the mining sector in 2020. Sir, from a macro perspective, please share with us, what is your view on the current state of the mining sector? You know, it, it, for Joe and I, the overriding issue that the mining sector faces is they're just not finding enough economic metal deposits to replace what's being mined. I mean, to put that into terms that you know might make sense is we're producing on a global scale 90 million ounces a year, which is about what's been come out of the Carlin trend in Nevada since 1980. We're not finding 90 million ounces a year. Ditto for copper. We're burning through one Bingham Canyon deposit just outside of Salt Lake a year. We're not finding it in production, putting in production one of those a year. So that's the real issue they face. Uh, that's, you know, it's real positive for those of us in the exploration sector. You know, speaking of positives, are there any catalysts that you see that will uh, enhance the value propositions of companies in 2020? Well, certainly metal prices. I, I, we expect gold to do well, uh, platinum, palladium, nickel. But that's really what's the catalyst for the metal prices. And where do you see the best value propositions in 2020? Is it the precious metals or is it the base metals? We're going with precious metals. Um, for a lot, a lot of reasons, from uh, shortage of deposits, uh, global geopolitical risk that keep increasing with every treat, um, with uh, the, you know, there's just the debt, global debt. There's just so much going on that I think gold is going to act as a safe haven more and more. And from uh, regarding base metals, which base metals have your attention and why? Copper for the future is certainly uh, something that's going to be in deficit and going to be um, a lot more uh, use for uh, uh, electric vehicles, electrification, green energy, etc. So copper further down the road. Right now, probably the one we're base metal we're most interested in is nickel, which fortunately or unfortunately, there's not many decent nickel plays out there. Um, so nickel is a good one. Palladium, I think, is also uh, going to do well again this year. So that's where the base metals we're sticking with: zinc, lithium, uh, lead, uh, sort of so-so on those. How about uranium? I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uranium. Not keen on the uranium price per se. Uh, what I know, I started off the business in the uranium industry, uh, working in the Colorado Plateau, and I've done it in Australia. And, in Africa as well. The, there is no shortage of uranium out there. Um, it's just waiting on an increase in the price. So 
I don't see uranium as uh, a big, a good investment. Although, having said that, we recently purchased energy fuels just based on the potential for the U.S. to start stockpiling uranium bought from U.S. uranium producers, which requires about a 50 to $60 a pound price for them to even break even or make money. So there's that play, but that's not really a play on uranium. It's more a play on a, a political event. Yeah, and speaking of that political event, that's uh, 232. What do you think uh, about that? Uh, do you think it'll come to fruition uh, or will it not? I, I Honestly, I get a 50-50 chance. I think it's a dumb idea. Uh, there's no shortage of any in the world, but... You know, and it doesn't make sense for me to, for the U.S. government to subsidize industries like that. Having said that, anything could happen. Moving on to physical precious metals, you alluded to gold earlier, uh, and palladium. Now, what are your thoughts on platinum and silver and rhodium? Uh, platinum is not used as much as palladium, so I don't think it's got that much of an upside to it. Rhodium is such a small market, it's, we don't even consider it. I think you know, it's, the price is great, but you, there's no rhodium deposits. They, it all comes with uh, platinum group metal mining anyway, so I don't see much. I mean, there's no way to play, in my mind, rhodium. And if you don't mind me asking, because audience members like to follow your work, as, as you know this, what are you buying at the moment as far as physical precious metals, or are you buying anything at all? I've got some physical gold. Uh, coins, basically, I've stored in a safe deposit box in two countries, just in case. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't own a lot of precious metals, personally. Moving on to Exploration Insights. Sir, you, won, you run one of the most successful newsletters in the space. And for someone not familiar with your work, please introduce us to Exploration Insights. Love to. This letter I started, I bought from Paul Van Eden back in 2000, early 2009, as everything was collapsing. Um, and I switched over. Here's this is more of a macro picture sort of thing. Uh, and I did the geology for him. So we, I rebranded it Exploration Insights. The letter's basically about what it was, about what I was buying and selling and seeing in the metals exploration market. Um, recently, I brought on Joe Mazumdar, who is an extremely smart economic geologist, worked and studied in Australia, Argentina, basically all over the world, Canada, U.S. Uh, it's now his letter, and so he writes almost all of the letter. He and I communicate back and forth. I'm sort of his senior advisor there, and again, the letter is about what he is buying, selling, and seeing in the exploration industry. Uh, we make no money from uh, companies. Uh, everything we make is based on subscriptions and um, how we do uh, in terms of our purchases. And it's, it's pretty technical. I, I, that may, that's a positive and a negative because sometimes we get pretty far in the weeds explaining what exactly is happening in terms of the geology, the metallurgy, the geopolitics, all that sort of thing. We get pretty heavy into the weeds. But it's our money, so uh, we don't want to make any mistakes. There are as few as possible. <laughs> you know, prior to this interview, you shared with me that if you're going to be in this space, um, the importance of attending site visits, specifically on early stage exploration and development projects. Please share why access to site visits are paramount for speculators in the natural resource space. You know, as 
you go to the, the shows or you sit down with a company um, uh, IR person and you go through the flipbook and you know it all looks great here's here's the geology this looks just like this deposit over here which is a billion dollar company we've got this project that looks the same it just hasn't been drilled we're gonna drill it and we're gonna find you know a billion dollar deposit or something like that but the reality is only maybe one in a thousand prospects turned into a, a economic mine so uh, it's important to realize that a, an economic deposit is a unique geological event and to go there and see it with the eyes that you know I've been doing this for almost you know, 35 40 years and Joe's been doing it for 30 uh, all over the world to go and look at these things with eyes and the experience that you've gotten from previous you know work you've done you see things that you might not be in those flip books for instance I remember one project uh, in Mexico great trench I think it was like 40 meters of six grams looked fantastic on paper you get there and the thing sits in the bottom of a canyon and there's no way it'd ever be a mine. Um, I keep <laughs> a lot of examples like that where you get there and go, wait a minute, this isn't going to work. And we're in Columbia, another project. Sounded really good. Got there and there's this beautiful little white church sitting on top of the hill that they want to mine. Well, that ain't going to happen. So you see things like that. I'll give you one more. It was in Peru. Uh, again, high sulfidation, epithermal discovery. They had this. The theory was that the um, a later volcanic rock had covered up the deposit and all we were seeing was a small window into what was below sounded great went and looked at it actually what happened was that it misinterpreted and the, the small window was in fact a small crack and the rest of the rock was the same rock that hadn't been altered so just those things you see on the ground that you don't necessarily get on the website or um, out of the flip book on average how many site visits do you attend I think last year, Joe and I visited 33 projects, so quite a few. Yes, yes it is. We're trying to slow down, but you know how it goes. <laughs> so if I, as a speculator, don't have access to site visits, I can gain access through Exploration Insights? Most definitely. I mean, again, I think if, if mining and exploration is not your area of expertise, it really is critical, especially in the early stage exploration stuff. To have someone that you trust and can give you insights into the companies. Now, this could be a, a broker that you trust or a relative is in the industry, that sort of thing, or a newsletter. Um, I personally think ours is one of the best in terms of technical detail in that. I mean, you've got two economic geologists writing it. Um, so I, I really think it, it, it's a big help to have expert advice if this isn't your area of expertise. But the rewards are huge. I mean, as, as you know, uh, you can take a 20-cent stock to two bucks within a couple of weeks with a discovery. Or vice versa, you can take a two-letter stock to 20 cents if something goes wrong. And that's the key. We spend a lot of time looking for that, that fatal flaw ahead of the market. And you have a proven pedigree of success. In closing, sir, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tweets. Someone's tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, huh? No, no particular name there. Yeah, I'm not getting to that. But, um, <laughs> it's pretty crazy out there. I guess in terms of the mineral industry and mining, that, that is it. I mean, one geopolitical event can just trash the market, 
the large markets or the smaller markets make them go up. I mean, just this week we've seen gold jump, what, 50 or 60 bucks? Mm-hmm. Um, and who would have thought that was going to happen last week? So it's, it's those sorts of things that you, it's the the unforeseeables, the black swans that, that hit you that you really can't, can't know. And I think the best way to avoid that, what we try and do is at least if we're into a project or a company that has legitimate play, a legitimate deposit that we think will make money, at least we've got some founding, uh, some basis for owning it as opposed to just betting on, on the metal price or uh, betting on uh, like what's the greater fool theory. Uh, we prefer to sell to someone smarter than us than someone dumb than us. I guess that's our game plan, which means we, tr- we try and get into projects that a major mining company will buy. Last question, sir. What did I forget to ask? Um, <laughs> you cover everything pretty well. I guess our ex- our website is explorationinsights.com. Um, but no, I think you covered most everything. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the program, and I do have to share something with you. How disappointed I was at the Sprott Natural Resource Symposium. I don't know if you recall this past year. I was supposed to introduce you and Joe, and uh, there was uh, some dead time there, and you took some questions prior to the introduction, and it never led to an introduction. You had a standing room, and I never had an opportunity to introduce you and Joe. It was very disappointing because that was a highlight for me, so shame on you, sir. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's do it again next time. That sounds good. Well, hey, one more thing, Maurice. Um, yes, sir. Joe just finished uh, our year-end New Year review, and he's putting together an uh, article, I, I guess, if you will, that would be free to any of the, the listeners or viewers uh, for your show. Just send a go to our website, expressedinsights.com, and contact us, and we'll, we'll send that along for free if we, uh, I guess, look at the future. Before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, where we provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio. From physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855-505-1900, or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Last but not least, please subscribe to Proven and Probable.com for mining insights and bullion sales. Brent Cook of Exploration Insights, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor. 